Can do this in sync today. <laughs> uh -huh. No, the answer is no. <laughs> All okay. right, hold on. Let me collect myself. Okay. Whew. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Wine Spirits and, and witches. witches. This is Monica, and this is Shauna, and we're your high priestess for this evening. Welcome to our Ask Astraga mini sode. How you doing, Monica? I'm hanging in there. How about you? Hanging in there? Hanging in there, uh, finding lots of weird projects and stuff to do to keep me occupied during quarantine, you know. Yes, me too. Doing weird stuff like I normally wouldn't do, like sewing and, and making wreaths and all that good stuff, but anything to keep ourselves busy and occupied, right? Exactly. My really sweet um, seamstress sent me a little care package in the mail of some masks that she had sewn for me and Ricky. And I spent my afternoon rhinestoning mine. Oh, nice. That was a good idea. That's yeah. sweet. Because, you know, if it's, if it's the apocalypse, you might as well bling it out a little bit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I made uh, my grandson, he's going to have a birthday tomorrow, and I made him a mask. And he, he's really not into wearing too many masks, but I found one with uh, pot leaves on it. And I think he'll be interested in wearing that one. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I, I would think so if anything i feel like it's bragging rights because his grandma gave it to him like how fucking cool is that right right god so let's just dive right into our questions okay um, our first question comes from emily carmen and she's the creator and host of the illust entertainers podcast which is really excellent and spoiler alert spoiler spoiler alert monica and i might actually be making a guest appearance on on that uh, podcast reason so keep your eyes peeled oh, and wow. emily asks can pets see spirits oh wow absolutely they are just so in tune to everything and i'm sure if you have a dog or a cat and you notice them staring off into a corner or sitting you know staring up to the ceiling that's definitely an indication that there's spirit present and um i used to have a cat that used to chase chase them around the room and jump up the wall and everything so absolutely they are more in tune than we are because they're not jaded by society and that's a very natural thing for them to have that ability to sense spirits and sense other things as well but don't you think that they have um that that ability naturally shauna Absolutely. I used to live in a very haunted house that I feel it, like it had its one resident ghost that just like haunted the place and lived there. And then there'd be weird things all the time that would just kind of come in and out. Um, and this is the house I grew up in. And there was one room in the house that ended up being my bedroom later on. And it was known that you would hear voices in it randomly. Mm. and I had this dog and she would jump up on the bed and like try and stand over me and she would start growling at this specific like spot on the wall every time and about 10 to 20 minutes after I could get her to stop doing that you would hear a voice wow Just wow yeah they're so in tune they are so in tuned with with that spirit world for sure absolutely so to answer your question absolutely they do and can see spirit yes yeah absolutely they totally can so i mean i would just say if, if that happens just you know sometimes it's fine they just kind of stare off if they seem like they're um getting upset or nervous it might be a good time to cleanse the house i don't personally like using any kind of smoke cleansing when i have animals in the house 
Um, but you can use Florida water or Spurge and especially cats. Cats are so psychic. And I say that because I, I happen to know Emily and I know that she's a crazy cat lady. Uh-huh. So, um, yes, cats can absolutely see spirits, 100%. For sure. Our next question comes from Amanda, who writes in and says, how do you know if you have the evil eye on you? Okay, well, my, from my experience, if, first of all, one indication of evil eye is a headache. Some people get this headache that just won't go away. And then if you find your life basically going to shit, everything that you touch, you know, like you ever have one of those days that you're walking out the door and you touch something and it falls or, you, or your keys get hooked on the, on the door knob, like weird. If that's happening and it's like for days on end, you kind of got the evil eye on you. That's my indication. What do you know? What do you know about that? I agree with what you said about both of those things. I think that one of the really well-known indicators is a headache. A lot of people have said that. And also, yeah, when you just have days, especially when those days turn into more than just one day of just everything being way more difficult than it needs to be, like you got some shit on you. If you have just one day where things are difficult, I personally think that you need to kind of just try and shrug it off because sometimes that's all you need to do, whether it's you're just having a day where everything's difficult or even if you do have some bad juju on you, sometimes (coughs) the first thing you got to try and do is just laugh it off. Um, Right. Right. But if it persists, then 100%. And this is actually kind of funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's an interesting story. So one time, a couple years ago, one of my friends just started having the worst luck. And it was weird because it started with her, she would fall. Like she fell down some stairs. She fell down like a couple steps at her boss's house. I mean, this girl fucked herself up, like really fell real hard. And then everyone around her started having really bad luck. Anyone that she loved started having really, really bad luck. And it started getting kind of scary. And so I was just like, you know, I think something's wrong here. And so we went to Monica and I got to sit in while, while Monica removed the evil eye. And I was so excited. I thought I was going to see some really primo witch shit. And... I had no idea what was going on because Monica hid her spell book, so I couldn't see the spell. And then I just saw her do some stuff with some olive oil and some scissors. And then she's like, okay, it's done. I'm like, that's it. We didn't have to sacrifice a baby. I'm like, that, that's it? Okay. Yeah. But you know what, though? Um, it worked. It 100% worked. Um, and that what Monica did was something that actually can only be passed down by like coven or family members on a certain day of the year. So if any of you guys have a little strega grandma hanging around, go uh, corner her and ask her about that one. See if she can pass that down to you. But definitely look for any time that you have difficulties, bad luck that seems to be going on for a long time. That usually will tell you or a headache. And if that happens, you need to go find like your local Strega and have her take that off or try a cleansing bath or try um, an uncrossing candle. See if that helps or even a return to sender. Monica, do you have any tips for us, for anyone listening that may want to do their own return to sender at home? Do you have any easy tips for them on how they might be able to do that? The way I like to do it is uh, with a candle, and I use a certain sigil that I actually created. Well, I didn't, yeah, I kind of created it for this purpose. So I'd be willing to share that um, 
in the future if anyone needs that. So I like doing it by candlework. So what about you? Candlework is a really good way to do it. Um, I actually know how to do a return to sender candle from you. You've taught me how to do that. Um, another easy one, especially just since right now, since we're in quarantine, if people feel like they got some funky shit on them and you can't go and run to your local botanica to go get something, um, a little, a, a nice little bath with some sea salt and rosemary and a little sprinkle of olive oil tends to do the trick too in a pinch. Yes. And also doing a, like a house cleanse would not be a bad idea. hundred percent. All right. Yeah. 100% smudge or um, spurge. And you know what? Just clean your house. Clean your fucking house. Do a floor wash, whatever mm -hmm. you want to do. But that's a, good, that's a good way of doing it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I also just think that it's really important that people um, clean their house. When they're trying to cleanse themselves, you know, we have to remember that clutter is this festering ground for negativity. Yeah, you're not kidding. Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of look at your living space and maybe you don't live by yourself and you share your house with roommates or with your family. You know, you can't control everything that's going on in the house, but whatever your personal space is, make sure that it's clean and that it's cleansed. And that in itself will help you start to feel better even. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And, you know, they say the state of your house or the state of your room where you spend most of the time is the state of your mind. So it's a, if it's in a, it's in a, chaos and disheveled that's the state of your mind so it's more of a reason to like make your space neat and clean and and healthy mm -hmm. if you get my drift so yeah 100 percent. all right so we do have another question here and this is from our darling friend santi and okay. santi writes in and says i have a five-year-old daughter who is very sensitive lately she's been getting in a way where she goes and sits by herself and she's a little sad and she talks to quote herself when i ask her what's wrong she tells me she misses her great grandma and great grandpa then she told me that they talked to her i asked her if she's scared and she says no she told me they can even talk to her at school what's the way that i can nurture and grow her abilities without overloading her or scaring her Okay, take it away, Shauna. Well, the first thing that I'll say is to talk to her about spirits and talk to her about where her great-grandma and grandpa are now and that, you know, explain. Like, they're on the other side of the veil. We can't see them, but they're still kind of here. And, and however she perceives ghosts and spirits and understands that. Um, and I would also preface this by letting her know that any time that maybe another spirit is talking to her that does scare her, she's allowed to say no, and she's allowed to say, I don't want to talk to you, and you need to go away. I think it's super important that we always have boundaries with spirits, especially that we teach children from a very young age to have boundaries with spirits, because for the most part, spirits will and have to respect that. And if you teach her now, she won't have a problem later. All right, and I think it's half the battle one already that she's not afraid i think that's a good since it is her great-grandparents that she's speaking to so she's not afraid so that makes it a little easier to accept don't you think absolutely absolutely i think that i wouldn't even worry about that i'd just be more so worried that she's going to talk to other stuff that might tell her that it's her you know guardian angel or something and isn't so it's just kind of i think at this point what i would do is i would nurture it be like cool what did they say and talk to her about it Right, and, and so listen that, to what, yeah, mm -hmm. listen to what's being communicated so then you could be the judge of whether it's good spirit or bad spirit, for sure. 
Absolutely. And that's the first thing that I would do just so that she knows, but also um, start teaching her about different kinds of psychic protection, get her her own little piece of black tourmaline that she can have or her own little picture of Archangel Michael or whatever protector spirits you work with and start getting her on that. And honestly, I think that should be enough because she's unlocking it already and she's five. So, you know, younger kids, like their third eyes are just wide open. And what happens Uh is as we grow up, we get older and we start to close that off because we start to think it's just our imagination. So I think if you just kind of nurture it now and don't tell her that it's fake and you kind of keep doing what you're doing, you'll see that grow. Right. And another thing I would advise you to do, I would tell your daughter not to be talking about this to her friends at school and stuff like that because you know kids are pretty cruel and and a lot of people are just not into this realm and I don't want her to be criticized because of her gift so tell her to keep it on the down low and only discuss it with family right now or until she's old enough to realize who she could talk to about it exactly I think that is a really really good point And then um, something that I'll share that doesn't necessarily have to do with mediumship, but this is a really good way to nurture your third eye and nurture your witchy skills at any age. Uh, My uncle who taught me how to read tarot when I was a little kid, he would come over to hang out with my mom and me being a little kid, I was always super annoying. So what he would do is he would bring me over, uh, you know, like a small candle in a glass jar, like one of like the three day candles. and he would light it and he would tell me that I have to sit there and concentrate on on the flame and he would have me he's like make it grow and make it flicker or stay still until you can tell the flame what to do when it listens and that was his way of getting me to shut the fuck up and leave him and my mom alone (laughs) okay but it, it worked and it taught me fire meditation and it taught me how to meditate through doing that and to connect to something else it was really interesting and then Years and years later, when I took um, my first Wicca 101 class, the teacher brought out candles for everyone and had us do that. I'm like, oh, I remember doing this when I was a little kid. See? Came in handy. Yeah. So that's that's a cool and it's a fun one that you can do do with kids and stuff like that. And they, they seem to really enjoy it. Yeah. Good advice. Very good advice. So we have one last question for our Ask Estrega mini-sode. Okay. And it is, drum roll please, da 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 This comes from Tennyson, and it says, what are good tips for inspiration or for when, for when you run out of steam and have a witchy block? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one, because I know we all face that once in a while. Sometimes, I mean, hopefully it happens when you're not uh, in the process of doing a reading or something like that, but sometimes it's okay just to not be psychic for the day. Does that make sense? 100%. Um, yeah. And then maybe by the next day, you'll be feeling better or you'll be in a better mood or things have shifted and you'll be able to pick it up. Um, I basically just let it roll f- for a bit. And if I really, really need to be in that space, I guess I pull out my um, purple haze oil, anoint my third eye, get some uh, aromatherapy going like mugwort or uh, star anise you can burn to increase it, your psychic ability. Um, that's what I would suggest. Do you have any suggestions, Shauna? Uh, well, the first thing I will say is, like you said, everyone encounters this. So at some point, we all have witchy blocks. It's just It just happens. And sometimes you just got to roll with it and just kind of act like a muggle once in a while. Um, yeah. 
But I will say that sometimes when I felt in too much of a magical low, um, trying to pick up something new, which is hard to do because you already feel like a, like you're in a block, but sometimes it blows your mind when you finally connect with something. So what I do when I get like that is I go and I look through my bookshelf at all the books I have. And nine out of 10 times, you probably have a couple books that you've bought that you haven't gotten around to reading just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's a really good time to kind of poke at them and see, like, is this capturing your interest? Or even go and look through a book that you've already read before and just, like, flip, flip through it, make sure that you've actually read all of it, see if there's anything you've missed, because um, sometimes you can get recaptivated. Right. And, you know, that's funny you should say that, because every now and then I just get this, like, on a roll where I need to look at my herb book and study the herbs and walk down the street and see if I could find any of the herbs growing wild on my street and or go and pick a herb and come back and compare it in my book. So yeah, doing that little research does definitely give you a spark back into, into that realm again. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. really does. And it sometimes it gets you really excited because then you'll, you're going to get even more into it or more into a certain topic than you were before. Um, so that's always a really good way to go. And you can also do like a tarot card of the day. That one's always fun, um, where you just, you shuffle your cards and you pull one. And, you know, if you don't know how to read tarot, go look at the little white book that comes with the deck or Google the card and be like, oh, I got 10 of wands today. What does this mean? And Google it. And then you leave it out somewhere. And then at the end of the day, come home and see like, how did that relate to your day? Did it tell you how your day was going to go? Or maybe give you some advice on how to, how to make the best of your day. And sometimes it won't make sense and you can just be like, okay, whatever. But a lot of times you'll start to be like, oh, okay, universe, I see you there. All right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So there are little tricks that you can do, but if it's really just one of those days, just let it go for that day. I, I'm sure you'll wake up the next day and you'll be renewed. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And don't trip if it lasts longer than a day, because honestly, sometimes that block will last like a week or so. It just happens and you just got to kind of roll with it. Yeah. You just have to go, go with the flow, but you know, you can do those little things to help you like to, re- to get that spark going again, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's good. So that is it for our weekly Ask, Ask a Strega mini-sode. We will be getting to you guys pretty soon with a new episode that we're going to, a full length episode we'll have coming out. Uh, yes. Who's your shout out for, Miss Monica? I am going to shout out to an old friend of mine. Uh, her name is Amazon, Zonzon Amazon. We recently reconnected again, and I just want to wish her all the good things coming in her life. And there's my shout out to Zon. I go. love it. Uh-huh. My shout out is to um, my Bell Book and Candle uh, Go Go Ghouls and Crew. And crew. So that's. Um, my darling, Maline and Marley, Vanina, Alice, and Deb, you guys are fucking awesome. And you guys always make going to Bell Book and Candle so worth it just so I can see you guys and have some fun and giggle and just catch up. And over this quarantine, you know, we haven't been able to go to Bell Book and Candle. We haven't been able to hang out. And I just, I really miss my go-go ghouls. Oh, yeah. So Well, Hopefully soon. So I hope everyone's staying safe and isolated because that's the only way this is going to, to get, we're going to get rid of this uh, friggin' plague. So stay at home. Yes. Don't be a dick. Stay at home. Isolate. Don't throw your mask and your gloves on the floor. They're all over the streets now. Don't be a litter bug. Yeah. Don't be a litter bug. And we'll, we'll just, we'll all get through this. There's strength in numbers and we got to just keep our chin up. That's right. 
Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Merry meet. Merry part. And, and merry meet, meet again. again. <laughs>